Hey everyone, welcome back to Sophomore Citizens. Let's check in on how everyone's doing today. Lily, how are you? Thank you so much for asking. I'm feeling great. Um, had a great day. I'm loving that we're doing a little evening recording. Definitely good vibes. And we did a little workout class after work, which was super fun. So I'm feeling like I had a really productive day, accomplished, content. I'm feeling good. G? I would, I would agree. I think I had a great productive day at work. I didn't come off of that feeling too tired. We got to do our workout class. I feel like I've lived three days in one today. We had a really productive day. I feel like sometimes I come off of working and come off of like schoolwork and whatever and I, I just genuinely feel like I need 10 more hours in the day to get everything done. Today was one of those days where I felt like I had, let's say, 27 hours today. Oh, wow. You, you got know, the, that extra three I in. I got that extra three you in. You know, that transcendental meditation can offer you an extra <laughs> five hours in your day. I'm just waiting for that to kick in, yeah, really. Yeah, you've been practicing your TM, as it's called, transcendental meditation, and you know, the five, the extra five hours will kick in soon. I mean, slowly but surely, I'm getting there. I have three. I have yeah. three extra as of right now. Right, yeah, so you're getting up there. Um, I'm personally doing really well. Um, I think that a funny part of my job is having to deal with some people and manage some people who are not exactly that mature and can sometimes make very foolish decisions. And definitely, little... definitely some freshmen in their, yes. in their life <laughs> journey. They're freshmen, they're, they're freshmen citizens. And so that's part of my job. And, uh, yesterday specifically was a bit of, or was it the day before? I get, the, I get them so confused. Your day so long because of your TM, you just don't Yeah, know. they just flow right, right, um, one after another. But I had to do a lot of managing of some freshman behavior, let's just say. And I honestly got such a kick out of it. Um, and I thought, like, I handled it well and everything ended up going okay in the end. And I honestly just got a kick out of hearing about a lot of the behavior that was happening um, and then just like managing it and dealing with it, it just involved a lot of personality. And I definitely think the distance that you have from some of this behavior gives you the space to laugh about it. Right. Um, whereas like having to deal with that kind of bull crapola, you know, on your own or in a, in a tense situation is really frustrating at times but because you're kind of the you know you're one or two steps removed from that initial moment um you just come in to sweep up you know and and you get to witness some of the crazy on your own but not really deal with it that much exactly but you don't really have to like bear the you know brunt of the irritation right this is such a nice positive of covid we love the well that yeah that's the the other thing is that i feel like zoom you know, it, you can't address things like right as they're happening. So it gives like a cooling off period a lot of the time because you have to be like, okay, let's let's set up a Zoom meeting later. You know, let's let's Zoom about this at two. <laughs> and then by then they've calmed down about everything. So um, I've been having a really great week, honestly. And I think we're really excited to get into today's topic. We sort of um, hinted at it in our last episode a little bit. And that is that today's episode will be all about the psychic and spiritual arts. Now, this is a very near and dear topic to all of our hearts, um, maybe in a way that you wouldn't necessarily expect, because I think that a lot of people 
who are, you know, who dabble in the psychic arts tend to be deep into the psychic arts. Whereas all of us, we sort of dip our toe, we enjoy, and then we go back to, you know, normal logical life. But let's start out by maybe talking a little bit about our general thoughts and feelings towards psychics and the spiritual arts, starting with my queen, Lily. Okay, so I definitely do think that the psychic arts, as we're calling them, is a pretty (laughs) polarizing topic. Like, for example, my dad would say that is the stupidest thing in the world. There's no point to it. No way. Bullcrapola, as we are saying. Yeah. Shout out Glencoe, by the way. Yeah, shout out Glencoe. I hope he's listening. Then we have the people who are a little too deep for my comfort, (laughs) let's just say. You know, I'm picturing the, like, house on the side of Sunset Boulevard that says Psychic, and they're just too familiar with that area. Um, And I agree with Liesl. I would say that I fall somewhere in the middle, maybe a little closer to the this is fun and games more so than I live my life surrounded by this. But I will say that I've had some experiences with the Psychic, or my family has had experiences with the Psychic, that have led me to put a little more faith in it than it just being fun and games. But as we mentioned in the last episode, and as Liesl has hinted at, for us it is definitely like a bonding experience, a little game, always fun, some level of like therapy. So I don't know if that totally answers the question, but I would say I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I agree. And I love that you hit on therapy at the end, which maybe we can unpack a little bit later on, um, that it is just a moment of self-reflection and thinking about your future and thinking about your past and your present in the way that you do in a psychic reading is something that I feel like we as people don't tend to reflect in our lives in that structure and in that way. So as much as psychic meetings are sort of like crazy and fun and you know they might say some things that are really out there or you know you might have some uh, some spirits enter the room and all of that sort of stuff that feels really woo woo I always feel like you come out of it thinking a little bit more about your life and your ideas about the future and your ideas about the past and all of your experiences Gigi Well, I just want to reiterate what you've just shared here because I think it is a very interesting way of approaching a psychic, you know, experience. And by that, I don't mean, you know, me channeling. I'm not channeling. It's me, the experience. Wait, let's let's check in really quick, Lily. Are you psychic? You know, when I was little, I used to have some psychic episodes. Oh, wow. Okay, we'll get into that later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I've been told... In almost every reading, reading. oh, you have powers, you're, you know, a divine goddess. You are very intuitive. You you trust your gut. Automatic writing, super easy. (laughs) You can just channel. It's not a problem. Right. Um, Anyway, back to what I was saying, just to once again reiterate what what you've just shared with us, Liesl, is that it's, it is an interesting way to consider, like, therapy in the traditional sense You're really just uncovering things from the past, discussing present feelings. And behaviors. And behaviors and understanding how that all fits together. And of course, discussing like a a plan of action for future situations that might prevent future problems from arising. But like, I think that it's interesting to consider, you know, 
the psychic perspective of being able to tell you quote unquote what will happen allows you to um preemptively reflect yeah Um, preemptively reflect which is just an interesting way to think about it and and you know to kind of brace yourself for things that that may or may not I guess make sense as they come you know what I mean right um and as far as my general thoughts on the psychic arts spiritual arts all of these things recharging your crystals um across the board I feel like it's the kind of thing that may not have power in and of itself and you know who's to say whether there is a higher power at at work here um but that a lot of these things can have very real tangible consequences in your life or real you know um implications in your life given the amount of power that you attach to them so like crystals for example people will you know you'll get a crystal or whatever and you'll get told oh it's rose quartz it's about channeling love and this that and the other and realistically it doesn't matter what you know the traditional understanding of rose quartz is if i decide okay this is going to be a token of the love that i have for myself every time i look at that crystal it's reminding me of the love that i have for myself and turning a tangible object into a reminder of a very real you know kind of abstract experience right um and i feel like psychic experiences can be similar in the sense that like you know who's to say whether it is the truth or it is fake but that it's again stuff to ruminate on things to think about and it's of course entertaining we have to you know take in that aspect of it as well um but it's really about the amount of power that you choose to give it right. in your life um, and how much. Because, of course, again, like the things that you get told could have some impact over how you choose to live your life. Totally. And I feel like, again, that's a situation where you're you're giving it the power to dictate what, what happens. Yeah, completely. And going off of that with like the crystals and stuff... I am reminded of this past Christmas time when Gigi and I and our cousin went to a crystal shop. We were just looking around and our cousin decided that he wanted to get a crystal for his sister. And we're sort of like asking the shopkeeper, you know, what does this crystal do? What does that crystal do? What are the meaning meanings of these ones? There was one that he came across and he picked it up. He's like, what does this one do? And she goes, oh, that one? I like to call that one the Beyonce crystal. And immediately I was like, that's the one. Like, she needs that. Just because, you know, who Beyonce is and, like, what she evokes, you know, it was a bracelet. So wearing that on your wrist every day and looking down and thinking, like, I can channel Beyonce's energy is a powerful thing. Just to add another quick anecdote from this crystal shop experience in particular, um, there was one situation I think where our cousin had asked one of the ladies um like oh like what you know how do these have power or something like that really like leaning into the experience because the three of us are going in being like okay this is fun and interesting but like is this real you know and so 
we asked some sort of question like that because the women in the shop were very responsive, very interesting. We were had a good rapport with them. And our cousin had asked some sort of question like that about the power of them. And this woman says something both hilarious and profound, which is that <laughs> nothing in these crystals can happen that isn't already inside of you. Right. Or some, it was obviously a lot more smooth than that. Yeah. She had the crystal power flowing through she her that, that, I don't, that I don't have right now. But it was something wonderful and empowering like that, that they anything that's in those crystals already exists within you. Right. And it also goes back to this sort of like the earth, core like we've we've all grown and evolved out of the earth and like so have crystals and rocks and it feels very spiritual and naturey which is something that I personally like to have a lot of fun with and I just think is an interesting thing to dabble in and investigate a little um a little bit about me I am very averse to like the secret the universe, fate, soulmates, all of that sort of stuff, I tend to be pretty anti. So it's funny that I do really enjoy psychic experiences because I feel like usually people who are really into psychics are also into this idea of the law of attraction and if you think it, you can be it. If you dream it, they you dive can see it. head first. Yeah, and like they really believe that you know things in the world will come to you if you just think about it enough or want it bad enough. And I just feel like that view of the world just leaves out so many hardships and things that people go through, and it's just not that easy. That like if you want something, you think it, and then you have it. And I've always just kind of felt like that was such a big hoax. But I think that psychic visits are really fun in a way to A, be skeptical. I think that people love to feel that skepticism and to feel like they get to like test someone and that's something we might get into later. And I think that it's also, as I was saying earlier, just a really fun and unique way to think about your life. And it's just fun to even for 15, 20 minutes, imagine that your life is mapped out in front of you and that like there are all these plans, you know, for you specifically to fulfill all of these great things because no psychic is ever going to tell you, oh yeah, you're going to have a boring life and like nothing is going to happen to you. It's fun to like live in that realm where fun and exciting stuff is around the corner. I do feel like though... Um, most of the psychic experiences that I've had, which also encompasses most of the psychic experiences that you guys have both had, um, like they're careful to tell you these things are not set in stone. Your life is not planned out ahead of you. I know that when you use those words, you weren't like meaning it so literally, but I do want to be clear that a lot of the time they do try to emphasize that like the, you know, path that you take is, you know, in your hands and like. You have the power to decide what your future looks like, but going off of what, you know, spirit is telling them <laughs> in that moment, this is what, what we can predict and this is what we can we can assume might right. happen. Right. And I also don't want to make it that, you know, psychic visits are all rainbows and sunshine. They usually will tell you negative things as well. And and they always are like, Do you wanna hear negative stuff potentially? Do you wanna hear about anything difficult? And so, so I'm not saying that it's like this magical, beautiful, wonderful experience where you find out all of your life, but I just think it's kind of a fun, it's a fun idea to entertain. 
And I just want to say for those of you who, um, like my dad, think that it's all some voodoo magic bullshit, that we definitely see the side of that yeah. a lot. So if you're listening to this thinking like, oh God, these crazy girls that go see psychics <laughs> and have their life predicted, like we are here to just share our opinions on like some of the experiences we've had, make fun of it, and fully acknowledge that some of the voodoo bullshit is voodoo bullshit. Right, 100%. So just don't be too turned off by the word psychic and all that it, all the power that it carries, both literally and figuratively. Because we definitely see that, and I'm really excited to get to make fun of it a little bit. Right. We are highly skeptical of the whole thing, and I think each session that we have gone to, we go into it very skeptical. Um, But open. You know, we try to be open. Um, So maybe it would be fun to go around and talk a little bit about maybe even like psychics as a kid or kind of what our impressions of psychics were when we were younger? Um, Okay, so my personal favorite psychic-related story that I grew up hearing was from my mom. And for her high school graduation, I think, my grandma bought her a psychic experience (laughs) and it was to a very reputable psychic my mom was really excited and of course she asked amongst other things about her love life and her husband all of our favorite topics and the psychic said you're going to marry the man in the mustard colored sweater and my mom was like please tell me what that means it's such a weird thing to say and the woman was like that's all I can see but you're gonna marry a man in a mustard colored sweater So, cut to college, my parents met their freshman year of college, they started dating when they were seniors, and they dated for, I think, like, seven years before they got engaged. So, they were together and friends for a very, very long time. And in the very early stages of when they were dating, or maybe even when they were still friends, my dad had a mustard-colored sweater that he would try on from time to time, And it was like an old-timey, ugly, like, joking, maybe Christmas sweater thing. And my mom would always say to him, like, oh my gosh, Glenn, take that off. That looks terrible. And then one time, it this psychic experience came to her as, you know, she channeled her psychic powers. She remembered (laughs) that years ago, this woman had told her this, and she was like, oh my god. And she said to him, you're the guy in the mustard-colored sweater. And as I mentioned, they were nowhere near marriage at this point. Like, they may have still been friends. Like, they were in each other's lives for a really long time before marriage was on the table. So this seemed so crazy to her. And she said she just kind of had this surreal moment of, like, no, there's no way I'm marrying this guy. What? Like, that makes no sense. Obviously, cut to years and years later, they have been happily forever after for, like, 24 years now. And the psychic experience came true. So, I grew up thinking psychics were legit. This is the real (laughs) deal. You go to a psychic, anything they say is going to come true. When I go to a psychic, the first psychic I ever went to was at my 12th birthday party. And, you know, she told me where I was going to go to college. She told me the boy was... Was that real? No. She told me I was going to go to Duke. I'm not sure. She told me I was getting married at 19. So, (laughs) So, we know how that panned out. (laughs) You know, at age 12, when I got my first psychic reading at my psychic birthday party, that obviously Gigi was that as well. 
I, I thought, okay, I know where I'm going to college. The, the man I'm going to marry was someone in my life at the time when I was 12 years <laughs> 12. old. Probably the boy I had a crush on. Um, and I was like, well, this is legit because my mom and my dad got married. So obviously this is what's going to happen. So I would say that my view of psychics has gone down. Like right. I lost faith because it was so high at one point. Right. Right. And I mean, I think that that is true for kids in general of just like the magic and imagination as a child can feel so real. And unfortunately, it has to wane as the years go on. Right. Um, I would say growing up, I, I don't honestly remember like, I guess maybe our mom would talk about going to psychics and like we just kind of knew it was a thing that she similarly just sort of dabbled in. Again, our dad definitely was not a fan, not a believer, not into it. Now, years later, he does, like, crystals and beads and jewels and stuff, but not, like, not to the extent that he would, you know, put his trust in a psychic even slightly. Um, And then again, I think that Lily's 12th birthday can be sandwiched into this as kid psychic feelings. Um, and I remember going into that being very nervous. I did not like that, like, she could tell me real things. Can I just explain just a little explanation? My 12th birthday was a psychic birthday party. So we hired a psychic. She was in my room. I had, you know, my 10 or however many birthday party invitees. And everyone got, let's say, a 15-minute session with the psychic. And then we had cake and a normal birthday party. <laughs> So, just to give some context as to what Gigi and I are talking about for our first psychic experience. Right. So, I can still remember, like, being sat in Lily's room. And this woman was like, I need a room. Like, give me a room. Um, <laughs> I can't be outside. There's I can't much, be outside. Too, much too many energy signals coming in. No phones, no recording. Right. Nothing. Like, that's going to mess with all my frequencies. And we can't have any of that. <laughs> And again, this woman was also like, I think fits kind of the stereotype of like older woman in big frock who has like, <laughs> who has like a, an Eastern European accent, okay, you know, like, we don't want to stereotype. Yeah, sorry, I, I, it's, I acknowledge that it was know, a stereotype, but like, you know, fit that kind of vision. Yeah. Um, and as a 12-year-old, being, like, nervous all the fucking time as it was, I was like, I'm going to go into this room with this woman alone and she's going to tell me things. But I was also, like, sick. You know, like, right. I was excited. So I remember her telling me things like, you know, I was going to get married at 19 or 20 max. Um, here I am at 21. Single. Um, <laughs> so there's that. I really can't remember much else of what she told me. I think she told me that I would be traveling a lot when I got older or like my job would would have me going around or like maybe moving somewhere far away. She was just like, I see you going like across the ocean or something, mm. which is so vague. Um, right. But I was like, okay, cool. Um, and I guess nothing else really significant that I can recall from my childhood or from that specific incident, incident in this moment. Yeah. Um, so for me, I do actually remember when Lily's psychic birthday was happening. Um, I was not there and I remember feeling jealous of Gigi that she got to have such a fun psychic moment. 
Um, I don't really remember having super strong opinions about psychics growing up, but I do remember watching the Long Island Medium. Oh, true. And feeling like that's the truth. Like, that's just what it is. She is talking to the other side. And I think that especially, like, at that time, there was a wait list to see her for, like, three years. And, like, you know, everyone was really buying into her whole thing. And obviously, like, people were skeptical, too. But you would watch the episode and these people would be crying and telling all of this stuff and and they would they wouldn't tell her anything to start out with and it seemed like she didn't research them you know and i feel like part of the reason there's such a phenomenon around medium specifically is because there's some like promise of receipts if that makes sense like because there is a living person who can either confirm or deny true facts about whatever this person is saying, it feels like there's somehow more credibility attached to it. And like, I can remember, you know, buying into it more being like, these people are, are like blown away by this uncanny ability she has to say such true things she had no way of knowing. Whereas I feel like going to a psychic, okay, sure. They might like, be able to know things about your life. But all the things that they say in the future, they can spout whatever they freaking want and no one has any way of confirming or denying or calling it out or having receipts. Right. And I feel like the mediumship has some accountability involved. Yeah, like she would sit down with someone and be like, what's the red car about? And the person would be like, <gasps> <gasps> my grandma had a red car. You know, or whatever it was. And obviously, like, it could have been luck of the draw, but sometimes they were so specific. Like, she'd be like, you have a ring in your pocket, you know, and that's your your husband's ring or something like that. Like, they were, it was so unbelievable when you were watching, but the people's reactions seemed so authentic. I was like, I'm in. And, like, I, I was like, I wish I had that ability a little bit. Like, that would be kind of sick. Um, but that's kind of my only memory as a child of my experience with psychics. Um, maybe we can each talk about our like first real or, or older experience with a psychic. Um, and what that was like a little bit. So as we touched upon in the last episode, Mickey, our love, our lady, freaking adorable, (laughs) as she would say, was, I would say my most legitimate psychic experience. The three of us drove, like two or three hours last summer to visit another reputable whatever that means in the psychic world reputable psychic um and we all sat in her loft and she gave us each a reading and she was more into the like connecting with your spirits that you have your angel your body protector i don't know what the (laughs) one that you know spirit guides like that kind of thing yeah which i'm a little more hesitant about we can get um further into my opinions about the accessories (laughs) all the that psychics use later in this episode but for me she talked the part that really resonated with me the most was like she talked a lot about my family and i asked her a lot about my grandparents which was important to me because I'm very close with them and she told me about my parents and my brother which were all things that I was very curious about and then the parts that I was like okay were like 
she diagnosed me with like some stomach issues that I just don't know to be true and when she was talking to my spirit guide like she kind of lost me there but I very much felt that she understood who I was which maybe she has more of a talent for reading people I mean I'm sure she does but um that was my most memorable psychic experience just because it felt the most legit and I definitely feel that what I took away from that was a lot of therapizing as we've discussed it gave me a good chance to reflect and also just maybe things about myself that I need to like watch out for people in my life that are really important to me you know the ones that I wanted to come in asking questions about but the like more voodoo spirit guide I can't really get on board with right I think that we'll definitely unpack the whole Mickey situation a little bit more um, but I want to take it back a little bit um, for Gigi and I I know that we went to a psychic um, when I think that I had just graduated high school so I was 18 and Gigi was 16 and this was a woman that our mom had visited before and we got in the car and I think it was a surprise for me like I think it was a gift oh yeah and I actually don't love surprises so that aspect of it made me nervous as Gigi was talking about like being nervous to talk to the psychic like I remember just feeling a little bit of anxiety and like uncertainty with what was kind of coming and so we got to this woman's apartment and she was like this teeny little Turkish woman, I think. And her strategy with psychic readings was to make you drink this awful coffee that is like tar, genuinely so gross. And then the coffee leaves traces in the mug that you drink it from. And she will read images from that mug. I'm not that with that. That is not my style. I know. It's pretty out there, but I also feel... Like, our mom had really hyped her up and had had a really good experience with her. And I definitely got good energy from her when we were there. But as far as, like, what she told us, um, as far as the psychic predictions, I don't really remember that many. There weren't really that many, like, valuable takeaways or anything that really stood out to me. I have my notes from that. Yeah. But unfortunately, that journal is not here with me in this home. Um, otherwise, I would have referenced it prior to this episode. Um, because now I'm getting all mixed up about... I honestly feel like she might have geographically um, predicted where I would go to college correctly. Mm. But I could be totally wrong on that because I don't have any way of checking without my journal I do kind of sense that she said to me oh like oh you're going far away for for college you're you're going on a big trip like she really got that and I at that time thought I was leaving I was like I am not staying in California and then I did right and I feel like she might have gotten that right again not that that's any kind of groundbreaking stuff here um But I still thought that that was a really fun, interesting, unique experience. Like, especially with the method of using the coffee cups, I feel like it it was just fascinating to watch, you know, her read the coffee cups and see the images. And, like, she sometimes would struggle with her English, so she would call her son into the room and, like, have him translate. Like, 
it was just so different than I think a lot of people's psychic experiences where they go to like a psychic voodoo shop, you know, and do it. We were like in this woman's apartment. So random. Like it just felt like who, who would think that this is going on here? You know, psychic predictions just like in this random place. Um, and then on top of that, Lily, Gigi, and I have spent our fair share of time at this place in LA called the Psychic Eye. Um, which, Not in LA, in the Valley. In the Valley, sorry. Um, and so that's always been fun. And I think that like something that's important to point out is we've really run the gamut as far as price range with psychics. We have, you know, tried the cheaper end and we have. We haven't gone that expensive, but we've not definitely... In, in the grand scheme of the things, we have not. not. at all, but we definitely, especially with Mickey, we, you know, we were... We splurged. Dri- we splurged. We were driving hours away. Like, we're like, we're not going to do like a 15-minute session. You know, we have to really get into things. So we definitely splurged a little bit more with her, but I think it was, it was very worth it. Um, Absolutely. So worth it. Yeah. So once again, we drove out to Temecula, um, which is kind of a random area. It's a lot of desert and it's kind of east of LA, very random area. And we had to drive into this gated community, which was kind of weird and unexpected. And we had some trouble getting there. And Basically, we had to communicate with um, Mickey's husband, Clayton, in order to get to the venue um, because, you know, phones might mess with Mickey. Not even. It was literally just that the reception there wasn't great. No, but... But Clayton was there too. Yeah, but Clayton, Clayton just does her Clayton like just, secretary work. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, yeah. So basically, because Mickey can't be bogged down by that right, kind of responsibility, right, right. she's got too much on her plate. Mickey also has like forty-seven animals, yeah. and I would just like because they do be rescues. Home. They yeah. they do like they animal talk to the rescue. Dog. There was like parrots and like all kinds of um, animals and horses in horses, the back. Um, she got the horses in the back. Yeah. Um, and so we walked upstairs to like her little attic, which is where she does her readings. And she was just this vivacious Israeli woman. And she freaking adorable. She her catchphrase is freaking adorable. She would say that about everyone and everything. Um, like even our dog entered the chat. Entered the chat, and she did have to explain like spirit that is alive can still enter the room and enter yeah. the chat. So our dog, who is um, actually just about to turn 15 in a couple Happy of birthday, weeks, um, she was able to enter the chat despite still being alive. Um, and she made sure to drive home how freaking adorable our dog is. Yeah, and, and like emphasizing how teeny tiny and like puppy-like our dog is, which is really accurate. And maybe we can just dive right into some of the funnier aspects of the reading, which, you know, our dog visiting us um, and speaking and communicating to us, <laughs> pretty ridiculous. But one of the things that was communicated to us was that our dog's water bowls were getting dirty. And Gigi, you had noticed that her water bowls like had some kind of like crud in them. Like, a day before or something, right? Right. I mean, again, it, especially in hindsight, feels like such coincidence. Right. But I remember at the time being like, I am never looking at our dog's water bowl. And I happened to, (laughs) yesterday, notice some, like, gunk 
and shit in there. Yeah. And for her to then mention it, I was like, how bizarre. Yeah. And then on top of that, she said that our hardwood floors are really rough on our dog, which seemed super accurate as well because our dog kind of she's really tiny and will like slip and slide on our floors and has been known to like hurt herself accidentally or she's just very fragile and she even struggles to go up one step um so we have to pick her up every time and put her back on the step but you know because of what mickey said i went and checked the water bowls and they were kind of gunky and old and i was like you know what Tallulah may deserves better so i went to petco and i bought her brand new water bowls and honestly she's been happy and thrilled with them ever since so snaps for you Lisa. coincidence i think not um this is a little bit of a side note about our dog but i just feel it is important for me to share in this moment um to speak my truth yeah please. we've had this mystery in our home lately that the dog will be on our mom's bed and then which is very high up which is very high up for our small dog our dog our dog is a yorkshire terrier very small and like in some time frame where our mother is not you know having not watching over her she then magically appears on the floor and our mother she like, cannot jump our like, mother is like she must be jumping she must be and Liesl's, Liesl even is like, oh, she's sliding off the covers on her own magic yeah. carpet ride <laughs> down to the floor. And I go, look, I see maybe a bit of slide of the comforter on the corner of the bed. It's still three plus feet of free fall for our fragile <laughs> fucking dog. And we're all over here like, oh, she bumps herself. She needs, she on our hardwood floor, she gets too fragile. And you're trying to tell me that she flies off the bed <laughs> and makes it? She's not air, bud. Maybe she is. Maybe it's Mickey. Maybe the spirit guides are, you know, picking her up, taking her Listen, down. Listen, I'm personally waiting for a moment where I see our dog up on the bed up on the bed and then I turn my back and she's down on the ground I agree because, because I've, I've we're getting I've, unreliable I've sources. even said to our mother I'm like mom I know sure? I'm, I'm like are you sure I know your memory sometimes can be a little questionable I don't know if I believe you that this dog is magically appearing on the floor right this is a topic we can return to if we yeah. get any answers on it but I just felt why not share this fun mystery with you all a little tidbit of our lives yeah anyway um so yeah our Mickey experience she honestly hit a lot of different categories family love you know life path and also health which I thought was interesting and for me she told me that my my main area of health concern is my knees and feet um and especially at the time like literally i would go to sleep and my feet would be throbbing like my feet just get so tired and then also my knees i've dislocated a knee i've just had a lot of problems with that so that was another moment where i was like this seems a little weird and even to the point of specificity where she was talking about liesel's like flat-footedness which is something I walk weird which is something that she's dealt with her whole life and so for her to talk about that was so specific and to then say like I'm sorry to let you know like this is something that you're probably gonna have to deal with for the rest of your life but that's and that's the funniest part about it she said that sentence and I was just like yeah I know like I already know that like 
it's not going away because it's always been there. Like, I just don't think that my feet and knee issues are gonna just magically vanish with age. Like, Liesl's, Liesl's feet are also very small for how tall she is. And, and I, I think like that, that contributes. I feel like that can't be good. Yeah, I'm like a size seven and I'm like five seven, which I feel like is not that dramatic. Like, it's not like I'm like a six and I'm, I'm a six. six and I'm five two, so that seems pretty dramatic. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because my feet are the smallest, but I'm the tallest of the girls in our family. So it's kind of weird. But, um, anyway, so that was kind of like an interesting topic that, um, Mickey hit on. And, you know, for me, it was just like another moment of reflection and thinking about some issues that were going on in our family dynamics and just life in general at that time. Um, so for me, the Mickey reading was really fun. Like I laughed so much, especially with some of the things that Lily was told. Um, and just like given recent events, like some of the things that she brought up were really funny. Um, and I also felt like she, you know, really emotionally connected with us and had a lot of valuable, powerful things to say. So for me, it was a lovely experience overall. And it really kind of, it's not that it reignited my interest in psychics or my faith in psychics. Um, but it just reminded me how it can be such a nice, interesting, unique experience and one that can be valuable. Um, I also really appreciate that Mickey like takes it upon herself and Clayton to record and share yes. with you the sessions and like repeatedly encourage encourages her clients to go back and listen at different increments of time because she's like some stuff might not totally make sense now but who knows six months down the line you'll listen back and be like oh that completely resonates now and I this is valuable information for for my life um and just to speak a little bit on my own personal experience of Mickey, some highlights for me. First of all, she said that Lily's son <gasps> is, is in the spirit realm is close really to Lily at all times. Yeah, I need to be really careful I don't get pregnant. She also told me that so that my son doesn't, you know, appear too soon right. as I am 21 and not looking to have children in this moment. And she was she was saying, she was like, that son isn't going to necessarily attach to, you know, the physical bebe until it is his time. But that if a bebe forms in Lily's usurai, then it's not going to be the right bebe. It's not the right bebe, and it's going to die, and she doesn't want Lily have to have to go through any kind of miscarriage experience, which of course we thank Mickey for, and we are totally in support of practicing safe sex here at Sophomore Citizens. True um, that. <laughs> so, just back to my own personal experience, she first right out the gates mentioned to me that I need to be careful in the sun because my skin is prone to moles and believe it or not like a month prior I had gotten a mole removed at the dermatologist and this is a mole that we had been dealing with for a few years at that point and my dermatologist was always just kind of like mm, I'm not sure about that mole but like I'm not so worried about it where you know we can just leave it for now and we can keep checking in on it and then that summer, she's like, I really don't like the way that one is looking. I'm going to take it. And on the spot, just boom, scalpels that shit out. And then I go to Mickey, and first thing she says, which she did mention that the most, like, 
pressing news is what comes first. She was like, you need to be careful in the sun, which is of course really unfortunate for me because I do like to be out in the sun and living in California. I feel like it's kind of hard to avoid at times. Um, but again, valuable information and good for me to know that I need to be diligent about going to the dermatologist to like get that kind of stuff checked out. And another thing to just like clarify that the mole was on your back and you were fully clothed. So like there was no way for her to have seen the mole or like seen a scar or anything like that, um, which just made it even crazier. And the fact that I chimed in and I was like, well, I'm her sister. Do I need to be careful in the sun? And she was like, mm, no, I think you're good. It's just her, which is just so random because given our like complexions and my propensity for burning over Gigi, like I would have thought that I would be the one who like needs to really watch out. And obviously like we can't take this as, okay, Liesl, like go out in the sun 24 seven and just get burnt all the time. That would not be safe or smart at all. Um, but it is just really like funny and interesting that she kind of hit that nail. Um, and on top of that, there were several things related to like our family life, um, and some differences in dynamics between me and Liesl and other members of our family that like she really hit the nail on the head about that just felt like eerie to a certain extent that, that like again it's it's one of those instances where you're like there's just no way she could have known or coincidentally mentioned that right but i also think that like we have to acknowledge the interpretation that she was just really perceptive yeah and you know i'm i'm sure that like this family member like came up in the conversation and it is very possible that she was just reading our body language and the way that we talked about this person so well that she was able to kind of piece something together and I think that that's really important to acknowledge that like a, a lot of people you know view psychics as people who are just really perceptive and who can really pick up on these cues and know how to run with them and the second that you respond in a certain way they will keep going down that you know path um but even I feel like that's such a fascinating thing and like that really interests me like that someone would have the ability to even do that like even if this person is not channeling the other side or the future, anything like that. It's still interesting to think about a person who is so perceptive that they can pick up on nuanced relationships. I, I think it is very important that we take on, that we put our skeptic goggles back on, you know, intermittently during this episode. So I thank you for that, Liesl. You're welcome. Um, but another thing, just to kind of add to the, like, I don't want to say spookiness of it, but like she would be mid-sentence. Oh my god, this yeah. is so weird. And then like she'd be like, "Oh wait, they're talking to me," and and would kind of mumble to herself. Yeah. But like I can't stress enough how like natural it came to her. It was. Right. It did not feel like this woman was putting it on. Yeah. She also was thanking them. And when I say yeah. them, I mean you know the spirit guides, my guardian angel, whatever. Like Lily's son for entering the Yeah, so room. my son would enter and she <laughs> and would she'd be like, okay, him. thank you. Thank and you, And then son. she would talk to him. She would do something. <laughs> <laughs> and then she would say, okay, thank you. And she would like brush her hand, like swipe him away and then keep talking to us and then, thank you. And then yeah. and it was just like, <laughs> okay. Which as I said, I don't buy into the spirit stuff. <laughs> Like, talking to you, you predicting my future, that, as crazy as that, I could get on board with. 
my spirits, that's I'm a little more skeptic. I feel like this is a good transition into Lily's topic. Totally. Let's get into it. We still want to do three topics and break it down that way for the rest of this podcast episode. So Lily, what okay, is yes. your controversial opinion? Give it to us. Yeah, let's do this real quick. So the cards, you know, the tarot cards, the ones that they um, <laughs> spread out on the table. Fuck that Sometimes shit. they're not even tarot. Like I've had, you know, psychics Playing pull cards? out a normal okay, deck. Fuck that shit. I don't believe in it. As far as I'm mm. concerned, it's it's worse than than anything else. I have nothing positive to say about it. Um, I have been known to say all natural, which in <laughs> this setting refers to I want to sit in the room with the psychic and I just want her to read to me. No, she doesn't know. She says no. Because if you need to rely on something else, as I said earlier, the accessories, no, get them out of here. So my opinion on them is a hard no. Any other accessory? That's what I'm saying. Like my talking, my spirits, the beads, no. the coffee cups, the nope, everything. No, nope. I just want it all natural. Let's sit down, give it to me, and <laughs> we can I, unpack I have it. a question, Lily. So, to me, speaking to spirit feels like just about as all natural as that's straight from the source. Okay. So, so like. Tell me, yeah. What if, is the methodology? If there is a complete absence of physical accessories, what like they can just simultaneously they can just know. I just want my like being and power to like intoxicate them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I want them to be like, I just see like if you truly have that power, I just want me being there. You'd be like, I I feel it, like the vibes you're giving, the energy. I just. To me, it's like test. Like you feel like such an amateur if you need the cards. Like, I can understand that. I can understand and that. And I, you, you are right. Talking to my spirits definitely level up from the cards. So if we had to rank what I want, spirit is definitely a close second to all natural. But <laughs> if I can just get like we sit down and we're just talking, and maybe for me it's more about the like therapizing and other things. So maybe that's why I'm leaning towards this but I would much prefer just like reading my energy what do you feel about me what are your powers telling me telling you um I feel like this also just brings up an important aspect of the therapy or sorry not the therapy I mean I guess kind of the therapy aspect of it but the psychic maybe therapeutic aspect not even okay um is like I am on a never-ending quest to know what I'm like Mm. And how other people perceive me. Right. Not that it's something that I like, you know, weigh myself down with or or bother myself with like the judgments of other people too much, but more so just that like I'm so curious to know how I come off to other people, what kind of stuff people pick up about me, and I feel like that like even I feel like there's something about you know m- the creation of my own identity that I have tried to convey to the world that getting the validation from some random woman being like oh you're kind of free-spirited I'm like yeah I am kind of (laughs) free-spirited you know like I remember Mickey saying that I was kind of free-spirit vibes and like you know maybe that had something to do with the way I was dressed that day or like maybe it had something to do with what my spirit team was telling her I have no idea but again I think there's something that like fluffs my ego when there is a reassurance and validation that the person that I try to present myself as 
is received that way. Right. And that goes back to my favorite game to play with friends or anyone who I've ever met is just the first impressions game and like, okay, what did we think of each other at first? Like, how do we feel now? It's such a fun game to play because you really, people have no concept of how I they really game. come off. Really? I don't know why. Because yeah. everyone says, I thought you were mean and intimidating. Really? I've gotten that time and time again. You know, I know a good number of people who get that. Like, I have some close friends who get that. And I just feel like in the first impressions game, people's default, if they don't have something like... Remember... Memorable? Memorable. Rememberable. Rememberable. Um, then, like... Or or if they, there wasn't immediately a welcoming and inviting right. feeling from that, that person... automatically then intimidating. It's automatic intimidation and, like not nice which is I think just kind of speaks volumes about the way that we interact with strangers you know right read talking with strangers by Malcolm Gladwell for more on that topic um but yes Lily I've always found it funny because I feel like to me it's all the same like the cards the accessories the spirit guides it's just a way of like communicating with whatever higher power or other side or whatever we're assuming is in play here. Um, but I, I similarly also do really enjoy the perception aspect of it, as I was saying earlier. And I think it's, it is still really fascinating to think of this type of person who can learn to heighten their perception skills and like really get people from right away. Like that sounds really cool to me. Um, I also, for example, like, this, this, I think, is going to make some of you listeners be like, Gigi, you're fucking weird. Yeah. Um, but some of you might be like, oh, me too. Okay. Um, and sometimes I'll watch um, tarot pick-a-cards on YouTube, which is a free way to get my little psychic fix. Um, but the reason that I'm okay with it is because, first of all, I'll operate under the assumption, at least temporarily, that there is something within me, something in the universe that is that is telling me, oh, did you choose um, stack two right. and fast forward to 20 minutes in and right. find out your, you know, destiny or your whatever. Right. So but, just to, to give how this works a little bit, sure. you, you, watch, you start watching the video and usually there's this woman and she has three stacks of cards and they have a crystal on top of them. And she'll say to you, you know, think, ruminate, breathe, and decide on a deck of cards. And then fast forward in the video to your section. And that is your reading on whatever the particular topic is or the next couple of months for your life or whatever it is. So just wanted to give that context. Yes. What it, what it looks yes. like. So, and I would say like, I've done some reflection about why it is that I sometimes find myself drawn towards these videos or like what it is that they, like how they function in my life. Um, not that they're that big of a deal, obviously, but just to consider like what purpose they serve. Um, and I feel like it's a good way for me to consider a perspective, albeit a general one, on a situation that I'm also imposing my own, you know, interpretations, interpretations and details from my life to understand the situation. But it's, it's kind of a way of being able to reflect on a situation and sort of talk through a situation with someone that I don't need to bother someone in my life about it. And by that, I mean, like, maybe it's something I've already talked to friends and family about, and I'm just like, 
curious to see what the video has to say or I want to do some thinking on my own about it and I'll use it in that way. And for example, I remember I watched a video in April of last year around there about like what does six months from now look like and that was projected to be when I would be um, doing my study abroad program and I remember watching it and being like sick like I'm gonna have the best time like you know so many great things lined up for me in that April viewing and you know I had no idea what the study abroad experience would hold I remember refining that video you know six months later or something and being like a lot of this feels like it matches up and like a lot of, and you know that's again that that's not necessarily the point of it that's kind of the fun of it um but to be able to then re reflect on my experience and, and think about it through that lens is a fun activity super fun totally unless fun. you're me because um, I'm one of those people that say Gigi are fucking crazy, but for those of you that are Team Tarot, maybe you think Gigi not <laughs> Listen, listen, I'm not going to say I'm Team Tarot, okay? But you're you're tarot curious. I'm tarot curious. Maybe you're totally. like on the sidelines, like you're red-shirted on Team Tarot? <laughs> yeah, you're okay. a red-shirt. <laughs> I'm a red-shirt on Team Tarot. <laughs> okay. Um, a red-shirt is a person who really doesn't really play that much and is kind of like not on no, the no, team. They don't play, they practice, and they don't play <laughs> Be nice to the red shirts out there. Um, okay, so my topic, which is not really a controversial opinion, but is more just a quick little anecdote about psychics and psychics around the world. Um, one of my friends from college um, is from India, and she one time told me that her mom, when she was a baby, went to a psychic type person. Um, I don't know if it was like considered a religious thing or if it was just like a normal psychic I don't really know how exactly it worked um, but apparently this person told my friend's mom her entire life story meaning your friend my friend mom. my friend's life story when she was a baby the, the baby was brought or the woman was pregnant can you give the baby was born names? the baby is called um Tish. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Um, so okay, Tish. so baby Tish is there. <laughs> Tish is not in. Baby Tish wasn't. I don't know if she came to the session. That's what you're asking? Well, was. was no, I think that the mom like left baby Tish at home for like and a it was couple mommy, hours. Was it Mommy Stern or Mommy Gallatin? What? Here's, I just am um, bringing up the fact that it's a baby dish, like NYU dish. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of it that way. I was thinking of it like T-I-S-H, the name okay. Tish. Okay. Um, but anyway, so baby Tish, um, her mom went to the psychic and left baby Tish at home and told, <laughs> told the psychic, hey, I have this baby at home named Tish. Can you give me the lowdown? And the psychic told the whole life story of baby Tish. And baby Tish, who is now adult woman Tish, um, has never been told by her mom what the psychic said. I would hate that. Yes. When does she get to find out? I don't know that she ever does. I mean, because, like, genuinely the entire life story was unfurled. And I think that there's, like, a certain idea that finding out your own future and your own fate will ruin it. Like, it will it will mess things up. Um, does she get to, like, write it down and then, like, open it one day? 
Yeah, I think it's it's probably written written down somewhere, or like just Tish's mom like just has it down. Like I just think she knows. <laughs> What's Tish's mom's name? Like Tosh? Yeah, Tish and Tosh. <laughs> Short for Natasha. <laughs> Nat- it's actually Natasha and Natasha. <laughs> but um, I just thought that was such an interesting. Um, idea and like a take on the whole psychic experience that like you're not supposed to go and find out your own fate but that someone close to you in your life is supposed to go and find out and and that that person can almost like guide you and like make sure you're going in the right direction a little bit like that's so interesting is there any way that tish could be like hey mommy tosh like (laughs) (laughs) like is it true Listen, I don't have all the answers about Baby Tish and Mama Tosh. Um, I, I really can't say. I do think that um, not enough of Baby Tish's life has happened so far for the mom to really be like, oh, yeah, this is super true. Because I think a lot of it has to do with her marriage and her kids and kind of later in life stuff. Um, but I think that we covered that topic and it was really fun to discuss. And I think we would love to hear from all of you. If you want to leave a comment or a review and let us know about your own psychic experiences or how it works in other parts of the world or in other cultures, we would love to hear about it. Um, Gigi, do you want to talk about your topic? Sure. So Liesl and I have been watching this show that recently debuted on Netflix dating around Brazil, which we'll get into a little bit more later for recommendations, but they have consistently brought up astrology and horoscopes, especially in the realm of love and romance. Um, And I just figured I'd open up a dialogue about astrology and horoscopes in general and how we feel related to the psychic and spiritual arts. Totally. Um, I think something that's interesting to point out is that Gigi, our mom, and I are all Scorpios born within two weeks in November. Um, And I think that that is something that always tends to shock people because I think it is pretty rare to have three members of a family all have the same sign. Um, Just statistically, there's so many months out of the year that you can be born. And for like mom, daughter, daughter to all be within two weeks in November is kind of rare. Um, I think that with horoscopes, it's funny because our dad has kind of gotten into them later in life and he really likes to send us a photograph of the LA Times horoscopes like every morning with a little inspirational quote under it like, kill today or you guys got this or, you know, something. It's not quite so explicitly motivational. Right. Sometimes Sometimes it's more reflective. Sometimes it's, you know, yesterday was tough. You know, some people on. might try and get in your way today, but you rise above that. Yeah, and so he'll just send us um, the horoscope with with all horoscopes. So usually, if I'm with other people, when I get that text in the morning, I like to share that horoscope with other people, and it's just fun to get like a little message or motivational quote for the day. Um, as far as like operating with people's signs. Um, I do really relate to um, Taurus being a really good friend to Scorpio. Lily is a Taurus, and I have a lot of friends who are Taurus. Um, And it's really just like a sign that I feel like I connect with if we're going to operate on the assumption that signs are real. Um, As far as the attributes of Scorpio, I don't 
relate to all of them very strongly. Um, but I think that intensity, um, being passionate about things, having a lot of motivation, um, being very determined, um, and even mysterious at times are qualities that I think could kind of align. Um, but I think that also Scorpios get a really bad rep and people tend to think of them as like sneaky and vindictive and too secretive and they fall in the same category as Gemini's. Yeah. Just like, like suspect yeah, signs. Yeah. I feel like those two signs get the most like, ooh, you know? Um, which is kind of annoying. Um but I really like being a Scorpio and I feel like um personally for me it's just mostly a sign of like my sisterhood and mother-daughter relationship like it like whenever Scorpio stuff comes up I feel like it just reminds me of like our little fam um and that's more important to me than like the you know predictions and whatnot so similarly my brother and I share the same sign and we definitely share some of the attributes like stubbornness is something you stubborn that my parents <laughs> love to bring up time and time again. I hadn't really considered that Cameron was a Taurus. I always thought he was, like, I think of him as April. And yeah. so I think of him as Aries. More, like, if I if I were to. to think um, about it. <laughs> yeah, if I were to think about it. But I'm, I'm now realizing he is, in fact, Taurus. Um, but my parents are different signs, so we don't have, like, a, a trio. We just have a duo. But honestly, I'm not that into the horoscope stuff. I'm not against it. But I would never really seek it out. When I see it, I enjoy it. The only time I like to um, refer to my compatibility is for what Gigi likes to call love and romance. So, just because it's fun to be like, oh, I have a crush on someone. Let me see how compatible we are. And then just find all the things that relate to us so that I can convince (laughs) myself that we're going to date and get married tomorrow because obviously that's the goal being a non-single person shout out to last episode so I use it like for fun but I don't see it as like anything that I really connect with but I'm not against it and like I know that it plays a big role in a lot of people's lives and I can respect that but for me it's just kind of there and from time to time I enjoy reading my horoscope but I'm not that into it have you had your full like chart no so that's kind of an interesting thing to to do. Um, I've had I've like gotten my whole chart from based on like the, down to the time that you're born and the city that you're born in. Um, and personally, my chart had a lot of contradictory things. Like it would literally be like in one paragraph, you're super outgoing, you love to be around other people. Next paragraph, you're an introvert, like you love to spend time on your own. And so that just kind of further affirmed me not really believing in horoscopes but still thinking they're they're fun yeah i would say similarly to most other topics that we've discussed thus far i think horoscopes are something that are fun and that you can you know attach meaning to in your life but um i feel like some of the continuities in signs does feel like coincidence more so than it is like down to your, you know, charts and your star work and your everything. 
Although I will admit sometimes it does feel like those continuities, you know, do ring true across enough people where I'm like, okay, I can identify that as a cancer trait or as a this, or like, I feel like I'm a water sign, you know, those kinds of things. And again, Lily, um, I would just like to say again, I like that I can use it for compatibility with my crushes and my romance. And, um, I think it's fun in that way. I don't necessarily like to get into the, you know, complicated sun, moon, rising business. I think that that's just a step too far for me personally. I do know people really like the app CoStar. That is the most connected I am to my horoscope because I have that app and they give me a daily horoscope. Oh, really? See, but I feel like that that puts you in the category of people who... Are interested in horoscopes. I haven't read it in, in weeks. Oh, okay. But See, but you still get the notification? Um, yeah, I've not connected enough to turn the notification <laughs> off, but I'm also like not that into it. Also, will be something like do something great today or like right. Those are pretty general. Have your friends near you. <laughs> right. It's like a fortune do. cookie. Yeah, yeah. It's um, just like fortune cookie. Yeah, I I have tried CoStar before, never had much success with it really resonating. Yeah, we prefer the LA Times. We prefer the LA Times. Keep it simple. Yeah, keep it real. Um, But I would just like to circle back around to Dating Around Brazil, um, a show that Liesl and I have been enjoying tremendously. Lily has also seen some portion of it, but Liesl and I have really ripped through the six episodes and... We think that it's definitely a show worth checking out. If you've seen the American version, I would say the Brazilian one is more fun on several accounts. It's a bit juicier. A little bit spicier. A little bit spicier. And, um, you know, the people are more likely to kind of be blunt with each other, have a little too much to drink, and, and just let their freak flag fly, which obviously makes for better entertainment content. And on top of that, Liesl and I sometimes um, sort of turn our brains off for a moment and stop looking at the subtitles, which we need to understand what is being exchanged. And it really sounds like two Sims speaking gibberish to each other. Um, So we do get a kick out of that. Yeah. I think that like for us, Portuguese is just something we just like rarely ever hear it's not something you ever hear like on tv or in media or anything um and so it is so fun to watch them talk and it's it just honestly blows my mind and it's kind of fun to kind of parse out the different cultural differences and just seeing how like different people kind of interact um um so we've just been immensely enjoying that and it's just a moment where you have to watch this show and put your phone on the other side of the room because you have to be reading the subtitles and getting the vibes of these couples that are on dates it's basically like five blind dates that are going on each episode and then they choose one to go on a second date with And also, as a communication scholar, um, I find it interesting to pick up so heavily on the nonverbals, but on top of that, the differences in communication styles between the, you know, citizens of Sao Paulo versus um, the U.S. Exactly. Um, And that is a show available to you all on Netflix, so we highly, highly recommend you check it out and have a little fun with that one. 
And I'm so glad that um, Gigi brought us into the recommendation section because I just have one more quick recommendation, which is that everyone goes and sees a psychic. Um, Yeah. After listening to this episode, I think that whether you watch a little tarot card video or you do a phone call with a psychic or you're able to go see one in person, again, just for fun, do it with a friend, do it with some friends, do it with your mom, I think that would be our other recommendation from this episode. Definitely. I mean, if you are currently listening to this episode in 2020, we do not recommend you to go see a physical person um, in person. Hashtag social distancing. Hashtag wear a mask. Hashtag wash your hands. Exactly. But if you are listening by any chance in 2021, 2022, and beyond... Some beautiful years I can tell ahead for all of you. Um, then you can go to a real psychic. Thank you guys so much for listening. Anyone who made it to the end of this episode, thank you so much. We appreciate you, and we just uh, want to continue making this podcast and having fun conversations, and we're having such a great time. Yeah, so follow us on Instagram at Sophomore Citizens. We're posting lots of content, keeping you guys up to date on when new episodes are coming out and just fun things going on in our lives, posting pictures of things that we reference in the episodes. So give us a follow. We might just follow you back and definitely tune into our next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.